Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, listening to, streaming, all of the things that put us directly into your ear holes with the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York who still has no idea when I'll be back on stage making up funny things for people to laugh at and then uh, killing my cast members. But that's okay, because I'd rather everybody be safe uh, then put themselves at risk for my good fucking time. I am joined today, as per usual, by the lady behind the beeps, the boops, the buttons, and the bobs. She is a wonderful lady who's trying to convince her roommate's cat not to take her own life, uh, being entangled by TV and audiovisual cords. Uh, she is Chelsea Bennington. How are you, Chelsea? I, I well mentally drained now because I wasn't expecting my Sunday to be like this but to give listeners a visual um, next to my desk is my dresser where my tv is and behind my tv is all those cords that we try to hide and um, my roommate's cat is laying behind my tv and keeps wrapping uh well keeps laying her neck her throat on one of the cords um, I think in a hammock type style, but I'm still scared that she's trying to send a message and it's a cry for help. And she gets upset every time I move the cord. She actually sighed at one point when I moved it. Um, so I think she's, you know, she sees all these people who still don't want to get the vaccine and are still not wearing their mask. And she's realizing that means another year of me being home. And um, she's just ready to go ready to go she's, but i'm not ready for her to go she's seen all this world she cares to see it's exactly. a sad and beautiful world and sometimes you're just done and if that happens uh seek help reach out to us i'll talk you down off the ledge um don't talk to into... me i don't want to hear it don't talk to me talk to rick exactly <laughs> yep <laughs> i thought you were telling rick rick i don't want you to talk me off the ledge that's what i thought you were saying yeah, that too. just let me into... go just let me go don't talk me don't talk to me but i need i need you i miss right. you fine I so annoying i can't do this without you yeah that's true i guess <sighs> that's something <laughs> before we get into our topic i'm gonna take a moment to uh Thank Chelsea and make her live a little longer. Chelsea recently <laughs> went back to visit family, yeah, in Savannah, Georgia, and was kind enough to bring me back some pralines, and they are delightful. Because I've had some praline samplings in New Orleans, and they're too fucking sweet. One eye starts twitching, the other eye becomes bloodshot, and I fall over on my left side into a sugar coma. These pralines that you got are just sweet enough it's like no more than one a day but i but i can tell they will not kill me so thank you for that you are most welcome um in the south we call them pralines but i'll let you say pralines <laughs> that's, that's what i heard in new orleans oh so maybe, maybe it's I'm a wrong. no maybe it's a regional thing and i i know at least in savannah they say pralines but i there's probably some people who say pralines as well. I'm just, I'm just joshing you, but um, I'm glad you like That's, them. It's a good time. Yeah, no, I'm glad you like them. I, I recommend if anyone goes to Savannah, go to River Street um, and then there's River Street Suites. And right when you walk in, they hand you a sample uh, praline. I mean, maybe not right now during uh, COVID, but um, you can at least try it before you buy it. And they're very delicious. They certainly are. Now today's topic is remakes that we enjoy more than the original. And once again, before we start talking about the movies that we love, that we feel are improvements on the original, the question I'm going to pose to Chelsea right now is, do you think sometimes remakes get a bad rap? Are they unjustly shat upon from the moment they're announced? prior to anyone seeing them? That's a great question. Yes, I do think they get a bad rep. I think there's a difference between, you know, there's sometimes something will be remade or rebooted that it's a little too soon. 
Like for example, mm-hmm. um, every summer I kind of go on a True Blood kick. I like to rewatch some of my favorite episodes of True Blood just because it screams like Southern summer for me. And I read that they're uh, working on a remake. I'm like, the show just ended um, like less than 10 years ago. So that, I, I think it's a little too soon. There's nothing there that needs to be remade. People, you know, didn't like the last season, but that doesn't mean you have to remake the whole thing. Um, but I do get annoyed when everyone says, oh my God, Hollywood hates originals. When to be quite honest, everything's a copy of a copy. Nothing is a truly original idea. You can definitely have an original spin on it, but um, there's nothing there's nothing offensive to me or untasteful or not art just because somebody wants to take an idea, maybe not improve it, but add their own spin to it, which I think is completely fine. Um, I read a couple of years ago, so I don't even know if it's being made now, but um, somebody wanted to make a, a version of Lord of the Flies, but it'd be young girls instead of young boys, which I was like, mm. oh, that would be interesting. They'll probably be off the island in five minutes, but um, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and I don't think they'll be carrying a shell around, like I'm the one who talks now. Um, but I do- And all the remakes. scars would be emotional. <laughs> all the scars would be emotional, exactly. I, I do think they get a bad rep and, um, but they're, definitely case by case are times where I'm like let's not do this it's a little too soon but when it comes to a horror movie being remade I'm 50 50 I'm usually like oh I'd like to see if they add a spin to it so short answer yes they get a bad rep and they don't necessarily deserve it yeah I think I think sometimes just my gut will tell will tell me in advance uh what's a cash grab and what Oh yeah. Actually have some heart behind it. But I think in a lot of cases you should give it a shot. Especially if someone remakes a shitty movie. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, there's nowhere to go but up, really. That's such a great point. Like you can definitely see which ones were really just, oh, this is a home uh what a home name. Is that what it's called? That's the wrong way to put it. Household name. Household name. Uh, there we go. I'm <laughs> struggling. And I'm only on my third cup of coffee and I can't, I can't words. I can't words. Um, but yeah, I think there's some. Which is going to make a podcast real fun. Right? When you can't word. Um, but I do think there are, of course, some that it's like, wow, you really just did this um, because it was going to be easy in some regard. And there's, yeah, there's definitely some, but there's also some really stupid original ideas that you can tell were just really easy to do. Um, yeah, it's interesting. All right, so let's get into this. When I first posited the idea of this episode, you got very excited because you wanted to talk about one movie in particular. So before we get into that, would that be the one you talk about first? Or do you want to save that for last? No, I'm ready to get into it, much like that movie does. Get into um, it. Get so into it. My favorite horror remake is without question, and it may, I don't know if it would surprise anybody, um, but it is the 2010 film Piranha 3D. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think it's everything you expect in a piranha movie. Um, you have spring break, you have everyone acting like absolute idiots. Adam Scott is some type of scientist and Elizabeth Shue is a sheriff. And um, what what's his name? Ving Ving Rhymes. Ving, Ving Rhymes is absolutely Mark- fantastic. Marcellus Wallace himself yes. is the deputy. And he's just going through with like that chainsaw or whatever. But um, it's wonderful. It's a movie where uh, basically it's spring break at a very popular lake and it's their biggest revenue every year. And it's absolutely insane. And um, some piranhas are awakened. And uh, the movie begins with them killing Richard Dreyfus, which is 
hilarious in its own right. Um, and a basically, wonderful nod to Jaws. A wonderful nod to Jaws uh, with the song he's singing in the boat and everything. It's great. Um, and then you have just these horrible, horrible spring break teens, young uh, adults, just getting eaten alive by piranhas. And th there's a wonderful, uh, yeah, I guess it would be close to the third act where all of them, hundreds of these kids, well, adults, are just being killed in such brutal ways, even if it's not necessarily by the piranhas. Like there's one woman whose like scalp is ripped off by a, by a boat's engine. There's uh, Eli Roth getting his head crushed, which is, I love to see it. And, um, <laughs> and uh, you have Jerry O'Connell who his last words are, um, Oh my God, how am I forgetting it, what t-shirt They ate my penis. Yeah, he says they ate uh, my penis and they show that, but when he's when he dies a few scenes later, it's just him going, what t-shirt contest? <laughs> and um, it's so funny. I may have been I may have been extract distracted by they ate my penis. Which is fair. Well, it's that an, makes it's sense. iconic part. And have you um, ever seen the original? I have seen the original. I did, you know, to be fair, I watched the original after I watched the remake. I watched the remake in college. I remember I rented it from Redbox just because I saw, you know, Adam Scott was in it um, and the director I was interested in. So um, I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll rent it. I'm not really expecting much except maybe a fun, you know, slasher type movie monster type movie and I just loved it so much and I showed it to one of my friends and they absolutely hated it they were so upset they just looked at me and were like Chelsea why are we watching this I mean I thought you would like it but you didn't um and I've so I saw the original after that and I liked it I just didn't think it was as fun as this one to be to be that honest yeah that, and almost makes... a little forgettable not bad just not iconic to me that also makes sense i did see the remake first loved it loved that it was because i'd heard about piranha uh for the original roger corman one four years and then the remake came out directed by alexandra aja uh the tongue is placed firmly in the cheek it knows what it is it's a remake of a jaws ripoff clearly and it's part of the 3d craze that happened post avatar where studios are like put everything in 3d which all right that's cool now i may get some slack over this and that's fine because i do love elizabeth chu as a very assertive, take charge kind of sheriff, but the abundance of wet titty just made the movie even better in my eyes. You got <laughs> sexy, wet people doing sexy, wet things all over the place. And who can dislike that? People that hate fun. Yeah. Uh, adding into that, Christopher Lloyd as the weirdo Scientist oh my god he was great who explains more about these underground borderline prehistoric piranhas that a tiny earthquake opened a crack in the bottom of the lake and that's how they've now erupted just in time for spring break to eat jerry o'connell's cock it, it it's it's fun throughout and paul Shear is there as the weirdo camera guy and the it's not quite girls gone wild but let's face it it is well girls did you know that girls gone wild the creator i think tried to sue them uh, oh, of course he did because he said jerry o'connell's character was you know just disrespectful to who he is i'm like dude come on <laughs> like, <Fuck you. laughs> yeah exactly nope. i'm like you're, you're going to complain about disrespect? Okay. All right, <laughs> All and, right Chief. And, yeah, it was interesting. I don't know if he attempted to what? sue or if he just spoke against it, but I remember that being um, in the news. 
for some reason. Uh, some people don't like when you hold the mirror up to them. And we've all encountered that. But yeah, and, and then I finally watched the original for the first time during the pandemic. And I thought it was great. I, I did enjoy the hell out of it. You've got the legendary character actor, Dick Miller, playing mm -hmm. the head of this water park. Uh, and he's a composite of Marebon from Jaws. And right. It was a fantastic good time. And then seeing it again several months later uh, when Beautiful Lady and I went upstate and I went to my first ever drive-in during a pandemic. So it's like, we're safe, we're distanced uh, and seeing it amongst a horror community that's all into it. It's a wonderful film, not enough wet titty. And you can say, Rick, you're being sexist. And my answer is no, I'm being voyeuristic. I just like <laughs> to look at attractive naked people. I don't care what gender they are. Just exactly. Lose your clothes, spritz yourself a little bit and I will look in an admiring fashion. That's just me. But yes, I do agree. Piranha 3D, better than, than the original. Piranha 3 Double D, yeah. bunch of bullshit. Yeah. We don't talk about that. I, I didn't even watch it, but I read the synopsis and I'm very glad I didn't watch it. But no, one thing, another thing I loved about uh, Piranha 3D, I will say, um, you're right, it did come out around the 3D craze. I'm really happy I didn't see it in 3D. I don't like 3D in general because it gives me a headache. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people say that, in which I think means it's valid <laughs> that it gives a headache. Um, so I'm glad I didn't see it in 3D. Uh, but another thing I loved is how they knew the movie they were making. I remember, I think it was on Funny or Die when Funny or Die was uh, really popular, they had an um, for your consideration Oscars campaign um, for, for Piranha that the actors did that I thought was really funny. So I, I do appreciate that um, the movie knew what it was, but was still clever and still really gory and still just so funny. Um, so so funny so, and so, so disgusting gory. But, so gory there's still some parts i do have to i will say even though i mentioned um the scalp with the uh getting the ripped boat, off yeah. with a uh, with a motorboat i can't fully watch that it is just kind of because it's all in daylight so nothing is being mm -hmm. hidden from you uh, gore wise you're seeing every little thing happen and that one gets me a little bit, especially because the character who does it was such a jerk. And, um, you know, you just kind of feel for this girl. It's, it was such a torturous way to die. But um, that's the only death in the movie where I, I kind of have to look away. As much fun as I'm having with a movie, that one disturbs me a right. teeny bit. I, I don't think you miss out on anything watching it in the home without 3D, except yeah. for the piranhas eating Jerry O'Connell's severed penis. In 3D. That would have been interesting. In, th in, in 3D, that is absolutely interesting. And Jerry O'Connell, for all, everything that I've heard about him, uh, outside of being in front of the camera, mm -hmm. is a very nice gentleman. Yeah, so, and he played the so hell out of that character. Playing <laughs> such a prick is a testament to his talent. Mm-hmm. I know. But yeah, so that is that is my movie that I consider better than the original. And there's not a lot of remakes I consider better than the original. There's quite a few that I think are just as good. Uh, but that's the one that mm. I'm like, no, nah, this one, this one is just top notch. And if you can handle gore, then I recommend it because we're not kidding when we say it is very gory very gory but i don't know why you'd be oh. listening to this if you can't handle gore to be honest maybe they just like us maybe, maybe. we're maybe we're the gateway to gore gateway to gore i love it <laughs> so one of the movies I'm, uh, I'm gonna talk about i got on my little list here is the remake of amityville horror starring ryan ryan reynolds who we all know and love as deadpool you got him playing George Lutz, Melissa George playing Kathy Lutz. And the reason why I like this better, because even though it's set 
in the 70s, it is, it, it feels more contemporary. And by contemporary, I mean, it's sexier. I don't find James Brolin sexy. Margot Kidder, a little bit, but these people, uh, especially the ginger babysitter that gets locked in the closet, played by Rachel Nichols, very sexy woman. And that helps. Again, growing up in the 80s, the sexy uh, quotient in a horror movie makes it better for me. And again, not to be sexist, Ryan Reynolds with his shirt off, I'm a look at that. <laughs> Even when he's in the bathtub and then the hands reach up and grab him, that's still a good time to be looking at Deadpool blasting his nips. There's nothing. It, it, there's something for everybody, I think. And, and that's uh, one of the ones that came to mind with this topic, because you still get the flies, you still get the uh, catch them, kill them kind of thing. You still have uh, the priest being tormented when you seek them out for some kind of peace in your new home. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, if I have to choose which one I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the remake over the original. What are your thoughts? So that's a really good, um, that's a really good one. I haven't revisited this one much. I remember watching it when it first came out and I, I do appreciate that uh, <laughs> this is, this was one of the movies, correct me if I'm wrong, where Ryan Reynolds started doing more serious stuff other than comedies. Cause I, I remembered him from that show he did two guys and a girl um, and Van Wilder and waiting uh, stuff like that. And I remember whenever I would see stuff like about this movie, they would always show him shirtless and I'm like, cool. I love that. That's, they know what to sell here and it's going to work. Um, because he looked, they know like, what sells tickets. Yeah, <laughs> he looked fantastic. Um, I only watched the original once and I thought it was fine. Uh, I have only watched it once when I, when I was a teenager. Um, this one, I definitely thought was a little bit more thrilling. Uh, but I kind of want to watch it again now because I haven't in a long time and not for lack of you know I didn't like it it just hasn't come across my mind and now I'm curious what it would look like revisiting especially knowing that you consider it in high, higher regard it's on it's on HBO Max you got oh, some well there time. we go the, the weekend it ain't over yet I do remember Chloe Grace Moritz like I think it was yes. one of her first movies if not her first um, she's, she, she's so small and wee in this one. She's so small. <laughs> but yeah. but clear, clearly a good thespian at a young age. Yes, she's a great actress. Was in a remake that was not better than the original, but um, good actress. Uh, are you talking about Carrie or the, her, the American remake of Let the Right One In? Because I've not seen her Carrie remake. Carrie. I like let the right one okay. in. All right, cool. Cool. Yeah. cool. Good to know. <laughs> what 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 else you got? So this one, I'm not sure if it's gonna be controversial or not, but it's just my taste okay. and it's just the one I like re-watching. Um, I noticed there's a theme because it was also put out in 3D, but I did not see it in 3D. But I love the remake of my bloody valentine <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> i did because i did see it in 3d oh you did was and, it was it worth and, seeing in 3d to see full frontal female nudity in 3d sure was oh there any other reason for it to be in 3d i don't no. think so yeah i feel I like think. I feel like my mom is going to be really disappointed listening to this episode where the ones that I'm choosing are very gory and have a lot of nudity. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I loved that it had kind of, you know, former um, teen stars like Kerr Smith and, um, and Jamie King. And then that uh, Jensen Ackles who was in Supernatural and like some other WB stuff. There was something about that that I liked. 
that it, it was just an interest. It was a cast that I grew up with. So it was fun to watch him in, in this movie. Um, it was super, it was super gory, not as gory as Piranha by any means, but I loved the way it was filmed. I loved uh, that <laughs> just the whole miners storyline and like mm. the older miners getting it too. Um, I thought was really funny. I rewatched it a few months ago because it was on HBO Max. So this is a big sell for HBO Max this episode. But um, all right, in that case, yeah. before you want to continue, hey HBO Max, make Tales from the Crypt available for streaming. Just saying. You heard him. Right, you huh? heard him. You have no reason. You have no reason not to. Um, but uh, I remember rewatching it a few months ago, and I still thought it was fun. And and just spoiling it um, because I don't think anyone's going to care. I do love that it was the lead character the entire time, and he's just crazy. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So this is definitely not like the quality's better or the writing is better. It's just I enjoyed it more. Um, yeah, so it's really a personal, like that one's a personal take. Like with Piranha, I do think it's a better movie. Piranha 3D, I mean. But with this one, it's just, I enjoyed it more. And I thought the whole thing was just really fun. And um, the, you know, cutting, taking the hearts out and like that scene where the girl's heart's like in a Valentine's box or, you know, and then like the will you be or be my Valentine, just stuff like that. I thought it was really funny. No, I, I, I agree with your personal choice. Uh, it is also my personal choice. Um, there was one time uh, during a blizzard several years ago, I'm like, you know what? I've never watched the original. They're both available to stream. Oh, I remember you did a, a double feature. I'm yes. going to do a double feature to compare and contrast. And while the original is, again, it's very 80s. There's there's no exception totally. to that. It, it feels very much of its time. I put them on par, uh, but again, you know, like the, the full frontal nudity will always tip the scale in that it. direction for me. If there was more full frontal nudity in the original, be more of an even competition in my eyes, in my voyeuristic eyes. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything incredibly memorable about it. Um, it was, I think this one was probably more of a cash grab than anything because I mean the cast alone because the lead actor that it was at the peak of his fame um especially to get a younger audience to go see it uh but yeah I just thought it was really really interesting I thought the deaths were really funny um I keep saying it's funny because it was <laughs> it was just really mm -hmm. it was really funny and really entertaining all right, now for me, uh, and we recently had Suzanne Desrochers-Romero on the show. It was a delightful conversation, and I adore her, and I adore her late husband. Oh, I know what you're admit, about to say. I prefer the remake of The Crazies I knew to it. the original. I was, I was scared to mention that one because I didn't want to, to, to insult Suzanne. I don't think it's an insult. No, no. They were not together at that time. It's just, uh, again, it's a personal preference thing. I mean, the original feels like a lot of those early Romero movies. And like, he's got a huge idea that greatly overshadows the shoestring budget that he's trying to get across. And I tried uh, re-watching the original during the pandemic. I'm like, maybe it'll resonate more and it should. But if you like that low budget grindhousey kind of thing, which I frequently do, I think my mistake is watching the original first and you've got Tim Ola Fantastic in there and Rada Mitchell and the wonderful Danielle Hannah Baker in this film that early in the pandemic, I think it was Fangoria, that's like, you probably shouldn't watch this right now. So of course I did. And yes, the importance of there's a disease, stay the fuck away from people. And if you do that, 
okay, you may not be making it, but your sacrifice will benefit others and will be appreciated. And I think that's a wonderful message uh, that, that you, once upon a time we could believe humanity is capable of. Now, I, I fully agree with the late Bill Hicks. Uh, let's get over this inhumanity meat bullshit. We're a virus with shoes. Sorry to bring it down, everybody, but you know, prove me fucking wrong if you can. But yes, I, I prefer the remake of the crazies because it's also it's kind of bleak, very bleak. It is bleak. You got Timothy Oliphant in there, or Timothy Oliphantastic. Apologies, and um, he always helps, especially when he's in a sheriff's uniform. He knows how to wear a sheriff's uniform. He knows how to wear anything. I just really like him. Anyway. He knows how to wear a tin star. Yes. <laughs> I, um, I agree with that. I agree with it because when I, I've only watched the original once and I thought, you know, this isn't bad. This isn't great. This is fine. It's definitely not, you know, a Romero film that I will revisit you know unless someone really you know wants to watch it or anything like that but I love the remake of the crazies I think um one of my favorite parts that I thought was incredibly frightening like the movie was just frightening uh was when that one crazy is going through with the pitchfork and just stabbing everyone one by one I thought that was even though you felt the plot armor of the you know uh the character who was in that situation I, I didn't think she was going to die at least not in that moment um still just the idea of it was incredibly incredibly scary um yeah I agree with that one I love the crazies yes there's yes there is yes there Wait, is there's what there's, is it? there's invasion with Naomi Watson and Daniel Craig and I never That's watched a that remake one. oh I didn't yes, realize Yes, I have not, I have not watched that. Um, so, okay, fine. Wow. I did not know. Um, but I, uh, I love the seventies version of invasion of the body snatchers. I did see the first one and the first one I believe was 19, uh, I'm looking at it now, 1956. And, um, this one just had like, you know, that more seventies updated feel with the effects and, um, Donald Sutherland is, fantastic uh I think it has more memorable yeah just more memorable scenes like the 50s one was great and it's you know uh innovation but the 70s one just amped it up and there's a reason I've seen the 70s one a couple of times and not the 50s one but you said you've never seen the 50s one the original I've not seen the 50s one uh yeah it, it just it never came up but I ended up watching the 1978 version because, and we've talked about it on this podcast before, uh, when uh, I forget which network was doing the 100 greatest horror movies of all time, it was on there. Oh, and yeah. I realized I've never seen it. And that's enough for me to watch it. And even though the ending was spoiled, it didn't make it any less impactful than mm -hmm. when I watched it to see you know how that ended up not that great for veronica cartwright but you've also got leonard d moore for all the other sci-fi fans that love the star trek jeff goldblum before he became what i refer to throughout the 80s as an unfuckable nerd in my eyes but i know that <laughs> millennial women love jeff goldblum we do uh, is it jurassic park that did it or or, or well, which you know, role you know for me it was independence day but i think uh, for a lot of other uh people that love jeff goldblum i think it was jurassic park um which is still quality but my my heart forever belongs to independence day jeff goldblum because he punched the president before he was president that is true so may, maybe one day I'll have to do a triple feature of the 50s body snatchers 
the 70s body snatchers and invasion because i do love naomi watts but i do too and i like daniel craig i i remember hearing of this movie but now i'm thinking it must have been quite forgettable or i just didn't or it might have been released at such a time that there's a glut of remakes and right. uh, it fell by the wayside that is very true so it came out in 2007 ah Oh, Daniel Craig looks different. Okay. Anyway, okay, so let's hear, so those are mine because a lot of the others that I was thinking of, I do not, I, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling okay. on if I consider them better or if I enjoy them more. So yeah. I'm curious to hear if I agree with you. Because I have solid opinions. Now my next choice, you're either going to squeak, we're gonna give our listeners a second. Because Chelsea's either going to squeal with glee in agreement oh God. or briefly be very angry that she did not include this on her own list. Oh my God, stop. What's it going to be? The film in question that I love more than the original is the remake Sorority Row. <laughs> Which reaction is it? Are you pissed at yourself for not including it? Yes. Okay. But I'm also happy it's on your list because I love that movie, but okay. I, I, I watched House on Sorority Row and it is a fine slasher movie of its era. Uh, with ladies all dying in the sorority house. You've seen different versions of it millions of times. Uh, and things like, uh, not necessarily in a sorority house, but movies like Prowler, any of the campground horror movies, uh, things like Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, oh, I do things, love Slumber thing, Party Massacre. Things like Sorority House Massacre. And while Sorority Road does not feature the nudity that I typically require, it is somehow sexier. You have these young ladies in there uh, being various degrees of forlorn or uh, cunty in the fact that their prank went wrong and one of their sorority sisters uh, was killed and they covered up the murder. But what does it for me, and I'll include this in sexiness, and I will fight anybody that disagrees with me. This performance, in my opinion, is Carrie Fisher's best role as the sorority mother brandishing a shotgun, trying yeah. to protect her girls. Fuck the two Danishes strapped on her head. Fuck the slave bikini with Jabba the Hutt. Fuck when Harry met Sally even. This is Carrie Fisher at the, her, her her peak in my mind. I was going to ask if you consider this Carrie Fisher's best role. So I'm glad you just went ahead and addressed it. I love this movie. I almost forget it's a remake. Maybe that's why I didn't think of it because the first one is fine, but I don't really think much about it. But I love this movie. I've made so many people watch this movie because I feel like it's considered, you know, it was in the peak of when a bunch of remakes were coming out like Friday the 13th and Halloween and um you know my bloody valentine all of those so it is at a point where you're like oh my gosh enough with these but I saw it at a drive-in and I liked it but it was uh it was a from dusk till dawn um situation where they were playing four movies and if you made it to the morning like you got a free breakfast and this was the third movie they played and I was it was like 1 or 2 a.m. and I was just kind of tapped energy wise and I wasn't paying much attention and then I watched it a couple of years later and I loved it so much I thought Leah Pipes um who's like the head of the sorority uh was so cutthroat and so great uh and the killer being you know the the boyfriend who didn't want his girlfriend to be mixed up in a bad situation I thought was great um and it's so fun and Carrie Fisher is so good. Yeah, with the shotgun and um, <laughs> she like hits Leah Pipes in the face. Uh, 
Yeah, I love this movie. I think it's so good. I'm I'm annoyed I didn't choose it, but this is why you and I are co-hosts, man. If I don't pick it, you know, you're going to pick it. And um, it makes me happy, though, that you enjoy it as much as I do as well, because I just think it's so good. And I'm disappointed if someone else doesn't like it. But yeah, it's what you want. You got sorority girls being killed one by one. Uh, the first death with the champagne bottle or with a wine bottle was pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, makes my throat hurt. Uh, yeah, it's so good. And I don't have that much to say about the original because I just love that one so much. Teamwork, baby. Yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> okay, now here's another one. And, and you'll remember because it's recent that I didn't want to see this with the th- in the theater. So you and Beautiful Lady went to see it and I opted out. And then I finally watched it during the pandemic and I realized, no, it's better than the original. You think it's better? Yes, Ooh. I do. Yes, I do. And it's child's play. Because growing up in the 80s and being just slightly above Andy's age in child's play, that was very real. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hold up in it, it, it's not a timeless film, in my opinion. I know there are a lot of people that agree with me, especially when starting with Bride of Chucky, it went full camp, adding John Waters, Redman, and American Treasure Jennifer Tilly into the lore of Chucky. There are people that are ride or die with those films and I get that but for me not so much the case didn't want to watch the remake because like eh, what the fuck are they going to do now and I watched it and I loved our replaza and they took the idea and they modernized it and they added social commentary of our dependence on technology and how that could go very very wrong and I thought that was brilliant and I regretted not seeing that in the theaters but I'm wise enough to know and admit when I'm wrong. I, um, yeah, I very much enjoyed it. Of course, I um, skip over the cat death, not a Mm -hmm. fan, but um, I understand uh, why. It's interesting, you you understand why Chucky is kind of making these choices. One scene that I always think about is when Chucky is with the kids and they're watching, I think, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, and uh, the kids are laughing um, because- That's children's programming in my opinion. Exactly. And you know, there is like a certain Mm -hmm. age, I think when you are exposed to these things and especially when there's significantly older movies and they do have that age factor. So of course you're laughing at things happening. Um, And uh, these kids laughing at Texas Chainsaw Massacre and at the deaths. And um, then you have Chucky seeing them laughing and he's like oh that's what makes them happy and um (laughs) and so of course he sees like if the if something's making his uh his best friend unhappy he's gonna fix it and he sees that violence makes him smile so I do think it was clever in that regard it's not by any means a really original idea but it's a well done idea um you know, without being too shoehorned in that, you know, exposure to violence in media is what makes you violent. I, I didn't really get that vibe from it. I didn't think it was criticizing, um, criticizing that exactly. Um, but it is in a way, and maybe I'm overthinking it, kind of exposing how there's with technology and maybe with like violence that children see in real life as well as in media the loss of innocence is much earlier like you have um kids joking about you know stabbing saying this one's for Tupac which I mean fantastic (laughs) chef's kiss great scene but at the same time you're seeing them watch these violent things or think these violent things are funny I'm not saying that's going to turn kids into into psychopaths I'm just saying there's something to be said there um, where we are in a world now because of technology that you're, you lose your innocence much earlier, in my opinion. Um, 
And I think the movie does a good job kind of showing that with the kids. Like you don't have in the original, you have uh, Andy who's pretty innocent. Like he's not watching violent things or doing anything wrong. But in this one, that's a little bit different. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought the whole Toy Store massacre scene was uh, fantastic. <laughs> it was so grisly when all of the toys were just like controlled and turning against them. Um, and the car scene was absolutely frightening that your car can just kind of take over. And that's why I do not trust uh, cars like that yet. And I don't think I ever will. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, this may be a realization for me, but I have watched the remake of Child's Play, I think more than I've seen the original. I feel like it, with the original, I hold on to that scene that was actually displayed in that hundred scariest movie moments that you were referring to, um, where she's like, talker, I'll throw you in the fire. And he's like all happy. And then suddenly his face changes. He's like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> and just starts like punching her. Um, I always love that scene. Uh, I, I haven't yeah. watched the original during the pandemic, but maybe a double feature is in order. But to go back to what you said, movies don't create psychopaths. Movies make psychopaths more creative. Exactly. So, um, or if you quote scary movie, TV shows don't create psychopaths. Canceling TV shows does. Um, but I've yeah, heard so about I like that. it. <laughs> so, so I like it. Um, and, and that's a good call out. I just didn't know you liked it more than the original. So that's mm -hmm. why I was a little shocked. Well, now I'm a crotchety old fuck, so I'm looking at it through different eyes. That's fair. And, and speaking of looking at things through different eyes, my last one, before we bring this in for our landing, it is controversial. But that doesn't make me wrong. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this a uh, little bit on some previous episodes, mm -hmm. and I still feel the same way. Mm -hmm. The Lady Ghostbusters is better than the original <laughs> Ghostbusters. People are going to get pissed at me saying that, and I know who they are. And I know it's going to be cisgendered males of my generation. And I welcome <laughs> you to, to talk to me on social media and let me know why you think I'm some kind of asshole for daring to speak out about the movie that you've hold so highly in regard. And I'll be honest, the original Ghostbusters is a classic that still holds up to this day. It's one of those few films, especially from the 1980s, that is timely and also timeless. To watch it as an adult and hear about you know, college researchers and things of that nature and struggling with bills and that it still holds up. But the lady version, I feel, is funnier consistently throughout. There's pauses in the comedy in the original, I find, whereas I am laughing through the entirety of the lady version. And the guys that are going to get pissed off, they're my age. They are the ones that feel that if you fuck with the thing, that the reason I feel they love it so much, it's, it's akin to indoctrination, that they've just watched it so much that now they'll die on that hill for it. So these are the people that shat upon this movie before they could ever see it, just because it's ladies being Ghostbusters. These are the same people that will harass actresses from Star Wars to the point where those ladies quit social media. Not everything's about you. If you don't like something, you can vote with your dollars and stay the fuck home. That's fine. To go online and give something a negative review without even sitting through it. Yes, we've everybody views things through their own personal bias. This is the same thing, but there's a difference between bias and a lie. If you go in wanting your situation to be bad and thinking, oh, this is going to be some bullshit. Yeah, that's exactly how you're going to feel when you watch it. But 
I still watch this remake of Ghostbusters and I am still cracking up at these extremely funny ladies. And I think the only flaw that this film has is that you can tell that unlike the original, the remake wasn't filmed in New York. That for a few exteriors with the, the Ghostbusters car driving around, it's clearly not New York and that's fine. But it was reverent to the original and I see only that one small problem with it about the location. Other than that, I think it's a better movie. I think this is a wonderful hill to die on. Um, I love when you and I have this conversation. Um, I love this version of Ghostbusters. I think it was really funny. I, all of the women were hilarious. Um, I, I mean, I adore Melissa McCarthy and we'll watch it watch her paint a wall like I just think she is so amazing um I thought Chris Hemsworth was hilarious like he was so funny um and there were some really good cameos in it uh Leslie Jones is great um yeah I I really enjoy it and I agree with you I get so annoyed when something's getting remade and someone says oh my god they're ruining my childhood no they're not my god like you know this isn't who cares like this isn't hurting you this isn't ruining your childhood you just feel a sense of entitlement that you don't deserve if that if that ruined your childhood you got a you had a pretty cushy fucking childhood exactly like i mean you know show me on the doll where female ghostbusters touched you like what what is it that is ruining your childhood did i go too far i don't care i do get really <laughs> i do get really fired up when it's all of these people are just saying like they can't remake this because it's going to ruin my childhood let's call it out it's dudes it's fucking it's, dudes it is it's dudes it's so annoying it's dudes in their 40s yes. i am of that ill pointing at yourself yeah it's i'm of so i'm of, annoying these are the these are the boys i grew up with harumphing about such a thing because you this work of fiction isn't holding up to what you imagined it to be then stop going yeah if you want, like again bringing it back to the toxic star wars fans you can stop going to watch star wars and exactly. if you and if everybody does that because you're not happy with it they'll stop making them <laughs> and then exactly. you win and don't be spiteful, you know? Like, it's just something about having the energy to be really hateful is what I don't understand. And taking the time, like you said, to review something that you haven't even seen or to harass the women, you know, on Twitter. And this is just so common. And I see it with, like, you know, kid shows that get remade. I see people around my age that are like, oh, it'll be nothing. Like, you know, when I was a kid, cool. It's not for you. Like, who cares? Uh, It's just so annoying that people act so entitled to something they don't own. And um, yeah, and I I saw the Ghostbusters remake um, in theaters. I laughed a lot. I thought it was hilarious. I'm annoyed that now there's another Ghostbusters remake coming out and there's people that are going like, finally, you know, this is what we wanted. And I'm like, dudes, you wanted dudes. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) it's just so annoying i'll see you and i'll raise you because you Mm -hmm. mentioned an all-female remake of lord of the rings we need more Lord of the flies not lord of the rings both (laughs) let's do both yeah let's do both actually i support that let's have more female remakes i think we need a female remake of jaws uh mayor vaughn's Helen Mirren is Quint. Mayor Vaughn is still played by the man. Bring it back to Ghostbusters. When Andy Garcia got mad, never compare me to the Jaws Mayor. We need a female (laughs) remake of John Carpenter's The Thing. I think that would be a great idea. Just to really, like, it's either going to fuck with these fevered egos so that their heads explode, or maybe open their mind. To mm-hmm. new idea, because nobody bats an eye 
at Reservoir Dogs, which has no women in it. No one bats their eye. I mean, I don't think you should make, yeah, fuck it. Somebody do an all-female remake of Reservoir Dogs. That'd be funny. I'd actually movie, really enjoy that. A movie with the thing, like the thing that has no women in it. Nobody, nobody blinks twice. So let's switch it up because you can still have something really cool with ladies cisgender transgender i don't give a fuck let's just you know fuck with the key male 18 to 35 demographic and 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 put them in their place a little bit and watch them cry like children with skin knees of my generation who fell down when we played hopscotch you know what jump better <laughs> i love it i agree and i think that is a that is a great one to to end on and um i always love when you bring up your passion for loving the female ghostbusters more than the male one or male one original one same thing um yeah because the original ghostbusters i mean i i liked it uh i don't think i really revisited just because i didn't grow up with it so mm -hmm. you know how some movies like there was one person who told me they hadn't seen the goonies and i was like oh you know you should watch it and then they were like I feel like i missed the bracket i mean you know what that makes mm -hmm. sense you know that it's not gonna mean you know to you what it may be meant to others and i completely get that and i feel that way about ghostbusters like you know you can introduce your kids to it and they'll enjoy it but if you're an adult and you haven't seen it yet it could also be one of those things where it's like oh I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it as much. And that's how it was for me. Because I think we watched the sequel more in my house just because it was on TV more. Probably. Never watched it. I heard it was bad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so I, I, I welcome our fans to, to tell us uh, what 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 movies, uh, what remakes that they like that we have may, may have uh, omitted. Uh, anything we've yeah. missed. Um, normally, I'd say give us a five-star boop but clearly there's gonna be a lot of people that would hear this and give us a one star out of spite. But you know, hey, you can counter that and, and give us the five star boop and you know, direct the vitriol mostly at me because I, 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 I ain't too far from you in, in age wise. And Chelsea, you know that there's someone in our very close group of friends that it pisses them off every time I mention the Lady Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. But it, it doesn't make me wrong to poke the bear. <laughs> but Chelsea, where can people find you? If they, they can, they can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Just type in Chelsea Bennington, and you'll see me. Cool. You can find Spooky Doings on Instagram, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. As I said last episode, our usual venue has no time frame to reopen their performance space, uh, but I am looking not aggressively at other spots. Uh, we have not had the final Spooky Doings improv show, but variants are a thing to take into consideration. Uh, I am hoping for an October show in Manhattan. I'm going to be talking to some people soon about the possibility of that, uh, and they will require proof of vaccination. And if that bothers you, don't fucking come. We are not performing for the likes of you. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah, and uh, you can find me at Rick Guzman 718 on Tweety. Uh, and if you want to say that I am uh, full of shit and wrong for liking Lady Ghostbusters more, knock yourself out, man. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna ruin my day. No, <laughs> love it. But, but for the meantime, and in between time, Chelsea, love you. Love having these conversations with you. We're going to have some more in the not-too-distant future. Right back at you. Cool. So, And to all of our listeners, uh, tell a friend about the podcast. Give us a positive review. It will help us out in the algorithms of things, of the Skynet happening, of the child's play coming to kill you. Uh, but, but hopefully the opposite and putting good things in your ears. And as always, stay good, stay healthy, and stay spooky. <laughs>